1: Jokic behind his back. What it uh, tastes like, Jokic? Your sitter. Wow. Uh, as long as they're fans, I'm disappointed. That's all I care about. So the Warrior fans are coming here. The Celtics fans are here. The Lakers fans are coming here. But take that L on the way out. Jokic. Here comes the
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pickaxe Podcast. I almost said Pickaxe Pundit Show. I was close. There. It was close. Uh, it, was, it was sneaking in. Uh, it is Zach Bigosh and Gordon Gross with you guys once again. Here Monday morning, we're recording the Sunday night, December 1st, after what was a pretty slow week for the Nuggets. Only two games uh, since we spoke last. Gordon Nuggets got the win against the Wizards. An abysmal loss. To the Sacramento Kings, I want to get. Punking into...
1: yourself, man, that's terrible.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, they they tend to do that against the Kings
1: always. Um, I I, I told it. you, we talked last week, and I was like, well, you know, it's a game they should definitely win, but uh, if they hold a form, they're going to go one and one, and they did.
2: Old uh, old Grant Napier there on the on the call for the Kings, he uh, he got me, he messed me up because he said he was like, well, the Nuggets have won five in a row against Sacramento and nine of the last ten. I was like, what? That doesn't sound right. And what it was was, I think he meant that, or they'd won ten of their last eleven. He was actually meaning the Nuggets had won five like games in a row or something like that. Right. He wasn't talking. There's
1: no way he was talking about Sacramento. The Nuggets Nuggets have won a couple of them, but they're always ugly games, and usually they come out on the bottom. And they did again. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that would have meant that they'd like swept uh, last
1: season and the season before, and that did not happen. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. But that's what
2: I was thinking. I was like, but no. So I don't know. I'm not gonna fact check it. Anyways, we will. Uh, we're gonna dive we into live about that game. Come on. Yeah, exactly. This is this. Come on. This is a podcast. Uh, and then and then we're gonna. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Nicole Jokic, who has um, not been shooting as much. Didn't shoot very much this week in particular. Then uh, we'll look forward to this upcoming week. Big game. Big game tomorrow. Los Angeles Lakers in town. Fresh off of a loss to the Dallas Mavericks, they will be hungry just like the Nuggets will. They're going to debut. The Nuggets are going to debut their brand-new city jerseys. I don't think I've got Gordon's opinion yet on those, so we'll talk a little bit on on Black Skylines. And then we'll look a little bit about this East Coast road road trip coming up. Nuggets are going to have four games in the New York, Boston, Philadelphia area. So that will basically be what we will wrap up the show with. Um and yeah, that'll be it. So let's not delay uh well actually i always say I always do this every time like, delay? let's not delay, definitely and, delay? Like, and then I immediately change course. Gordon, how's your Thanksgiving, sir?
1: Um we did not really celebrate it at my house, so um we had mess and it was fun. Yeah, hey,
2: there you go. I'm always I'm always down for waffles. I uh I got to go down to the old parents' house, you know, it's um yeah, got to see them at least once once a month or so. So, well, it's
1: good to keep up. Yeah, my, my folks uh, are gonna take that rain check on Thanksgiving at some point, so I'm gonna owe them a dinner. So I got to figure that out.
2: <laughs> there you go, there you go. Mitch make sure they 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 uh, front for the bill and
1: exactly. I'll, I'll totally take them out on their on their dime. That's fine.
2: <laughs> what a warm, loving son, Gordon. Is. <laughs> um. Anyways, let's let's all right. Let's dive in. I got Gordon. I mean, do you have any thoughts on the Washington game? It, seems, it feels like it was so long ago.
1: Um, the Washington game went about as expected. It got closer than it should have gotten.
2: Right. Yeah, it got a little it got a little hairy there in the quarter. It was fourth a preview, man. It was a preview
1: of what they were doing this week, which was coming out of the gate, doing all right, and then coasting on their laurels and hoping to like nudge across the victory line. And it worked against Washington, it did not work against Sacramento.
2: Right, yeah, which kind of a, maybe a testament to the talent levels of the two teams. Yeah, I mean that Washington game. I don't have a ton of takeaways either. It was, you know, it was good to see Isaiah Thomas, um, back and playing and starting with the Wizards. He, you know, I mean, he didn't do really do much. Yeah, well, it was good to see.
1: It was good to see Jamal. Like, you know, he took that seriously as he should. That's his mental, right, right. uh but uh, no offense to you know Isaiah, but uh, Jamal Murray harassing. The tiniest guard in the league is, you know, <laughs> you're
2: who's not, you're coming not back from a hip surgery.
1: That? You know what I mean? Like I just, you I, don't I think get this it. is a testament
2: to, to see... Jamal's lockdown defense.
1: That that's it, I guess, is that I'm not. I'm saying don't base Jamal's defensive reputation against what he did for uh, Isaiah Thomas. But, right. but still, it was, they was did a good game. They, they they crossed it off. That's what you're supposed to do, even when your shit's not straight. Like they crossed it off. They did not do that right. against Sacramento
2: they allowed jordan mcrae to score 21 points which you know kind of classic nuggets cuz most people are like the hell Who? Is jordan mcrae yeah yeah the <laughs> right?
1: nuggets like to make sure that all journeymen it, it really it's really an homage to the denver stiffs name i think that they just like to make sure that random stiffs around the league feel good about themselves get
2: that game yeah
1: and so uh they make sure that somebody goes off
2: you got to keep those stiffs in the league so they make sure to let them get that Twenty-one point game when they roll in through Denver. Exactly. Yeah, I mean it was you know it, it, like you said it kind of it kind of went as planned. I thought you know the, obviously Gary Harris another outstanding defensive effort. He really uh, locked up Bradley Beal. After that, there's not much to beating the Wizards. Right, so. and that
1: really Gary Gary did well in that game. I really enjoyed his work.
2: Right. Yeah. He he uh yeah, when I was doing my weekly re- recap, actually, he said Gary was the player of the week. Um, part you know there's only two games,
1: but occurs. yeah, I agree with that. Right, right, yeah,
2: exactly. They only had two games, so it's kind of tough. But I mean, but big part of it being, of course, the way he played against Bradley Beal and that, um, that defensive effort that they got out of them. So good game there in Washington, about what you expected. It was nice to see, you know, the Nuggets take care of business against a team they're supposed to take care of business, like you said, Gordon. That did not necessarily happen in the Sacramento game. In All fact, goodwill for happen. the
1: week was lost against Sacramento. That's just how it is.
2: So do you do you someone chalk this thing up um, as like just like a trap game? Because it was like I mean it was such a trap game. Like you think about it, they were they were off uh, for a couple days. They, there was like a holiday in the middle there. So they were they were on Thursday. You know they were completely away from basketball. Um, they've got a big game against the Lakers coming after this game. They were just coming off of a four game homestand. They had won six in a row. Sacramento is struggling. It's an early afternoon game. I mean, like I I wrote the the preview and the recap on this, and I said in the preview I was like, this is this is an absolute trap game. So like, I'm not terribly shocked uh, that they lost it, but I don't know, you know, that doesn't really, I guess make game. an excuse for the effort.
1: No, the reason it's not a trap game is because they came out to lead by 17 points.
2: That's true. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they took. If a two it's in a in the trap game,
1: half. you lie your ass down early because you never showed up for the game because you're full of turkey and you can't be bothered, and it's just the kings and you can beat them with 50 percent effort. And that's not how the Nuggets started the game. The Nuggets started the right. game but demolishing the Sacramento Kings. Don't
2: you think though that, that is is that a little bit of a fool's goal though? Because really, when you think about it, did they start out all that great, or did Gary Harris specifically start out great well, and the yeah, rest of them Gary were kind Harris of like yeah. started
1: out great. Um but the effort that they gave in the second half? No, no. Like if you're already up, you close the door, you wake up. They didn't do that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, especially when you think about it, too. It's like they they weren't playing great from the get-go. I mean, the Kings came out... Uh, of the locker room in the second half and, and went on a run immediately I think to to bring it back. I think they were up by like what, like seventeen at halftime? Yeah, they cut and then, it, they cut it quick. Right. They cut it like down to ten yep. almost within like the first couple minutes of the third yep. quarter. But you were still up by fourteen points with like what, like five minutes to go um in the game and, and then you just completely Shope. fell apart. And it's all down the starters the man.
1: That was it was yeah. the starters who did that. Well
2: starters and Jeremy Grant. Yeah yeah because Millsap was Correct. benched for some reason.
1: Yeah Millsap... Was not allowed back in the game, and Malone wouldn't talk about it. So,
2: which is really weird. I mean, what do you read into that? I didn't. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I didn't notice anything in particular about Millsap in in the, his game that would make me think, oh, we need to put this guy on the bench.
1: No. And when they're scoring on you and you're not scoring on them, you'd think you'd want your veteran power forward. You're paying thirty five million dollars to in the game. So unless he's injured and didn't want to talk about it. Like, uh, which could be that's possible, and the Nuggets because it's really
2: hard to see like Malone benching a vet like that, like like Millsap of all guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like something Malone would do.
1: Right. No, it was weird. It was weird. There was a lot of weird stuff in that game, man. The fact that Jamal Murray forgot how to point guard and no one remembered Gary Harris existed for like most of the third quarter. You know, you you would think that that would happen. The fact that Jokic apparently um, got penalized for taking shots. I'm not really sure. You know, but he shot what, six times in the game? No, he uh,
2: actually shot 11 in that one. But it wasn't because, it's because he had a couple there at the end. Yeah, at the um, end of the game. They were, yeah, I want to know when they shot in regulation.
1: They didn't give the ball to Yoga to regulation. Murray decided to go ahead and, you know, uh, take some terrible shot.
2: That execution by Murray was brutal at the end of the fourth yeah. quarter and at the end of yeah. overtime. Like, twice it just does, it doesn't really get a shot off, right? I mean, he gets a shot off technically uh, at the end of the fourth quarter, but he gets blocked by Rashawn Holmes and never had a chance.
1: There was no oh, shot of Hiko. that going off. Like Yeah. And,
2: and overtime, I don't know what I don't, I, I don't, I, I mean, I get, I get the play was, the play was for Gary Harris in the corner and, um, <clears throat> Sacramento covered it well but like you, you can't you get trapped under the basket when you're down 3 no. with a second left on the no. clock like you you can't do that man like you you got to either uh, you know I, I I I but it's hard to like I guess for me it's hard because I, I get what they're trying and like I said and this is this is something that that that's kind of that um, Andy Feinstein used to say that I, that I've always really appreciated. When when you see stuff like that happen, you never know—is it because the offensive players didn't execute well, because the coach didn't drop a good play, or because the defenders just ex- did execute? They blew it well, up.
1: Yeah, you know?
2: yeah, and 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 it's there's some for me in the overtime. I feel like, and even in the end of the fourth quarter, both times I kind of felt like. The Kings just really defended it well. Corey Joseph in the fourth quarter, you know, he locked up that pick and roll. They didn't really allow um, Jamal penetration until it was late, and even then, he was, he never really got any separation from Joseph. No. Holmes was able to. Holmes was able to. I guess if you are going to knock Jamal for anything, is you know he did wait for the last second, which is what you would typically do, but that allowed Holmes to basically abandon his guy there because he knew Jamal was going up. Well, the yeah,
1: that they, no one but Jamal was taking the shot. It's another one of those this is not the finest Nuggets offense. This is another right. one of those things where Nuggets actual offense should never be shut down like that. But when all the Nuggets are doing is pick and roll one dude, one move standing around, and that's right. pretty easy to defend. Like you're just ISO balling it. And then you're turning into low, like low percentage, mellow AI shots. That's, right. I that, mean... that's not what you're trying to do with, with a Jokic offense but it's what the nuggets have been doing all year and it's still very strange to me to see.
2: Yeah, and it's it's very similar even when they're running stuff through Jokic. Yep. It's not, you know, traditional iso ball like okay, everybody clear out and I'm going to take this guy one-on-one, but they're kind of clearing out and just running the two-man game. That's right? all they like, do. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's whether it's whether it's Murray setting a pick for Jokic, Jokic setting a pick for Murray, Jokic doing a DHO with Murray or yep. Harris, like that 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 Everybody else just seems to kind of clear out to the three-point line and, and nobody's cutting, nobody's moving, and I, I don't get it.
1: It's weird to uh, me. What's weird to me about it is that it's what Denver's offense devolved to in the playoffs last year when no one could right, hit a shot a other than Murray and Jokic, and so it just became the Murray-Jokic two-man game trying to drag the team through the, the playoffs because nobody could make open threes and nobody had the energy to cut and nobody you know they had too many injured guys too many guys logging big minutes in their first major seasons. You know, like it was, there was a reason that that happened, but that was not a good plan. And I don't know who would look at that, uh, what the Nuggets offense devolved to in last year's playoffs and decide we need to spend the summer trying to recapture this offense from the playoffs (laughs) in how we're going to play next year. And that's pretty much what it feels like.
2: Well, and what the weird thing though is too is is like guys are hitting shots. Like Paul Millsap is hitting now. Shots they are this yeah. Year. Exactly. Yeah. Will Barton is hitting shots. I mean, Gary Gary's struggled. Gary's yeah. Um,
1: Except for like I you know fans. again against the Kings, but yeah. other Yeah, than but that. yeah.
2: In this game specifically, I mean, he was on fire there in that first half. It's just weird to see them kind of like I don't know, like just completely go away from this movement offense. And I I guess I mean, I, but the the thing though is, is, can we complain that much more because they're thirteen and four. On the season now, like, is this is this maybe a better way, like, at least getting through the regular season? Like, should we maybe count less on Jokic and make him less aggressive with the idea that that's going to help us? We can still win games in the regular season, and then that's going to help us for him to be fresh when the playoffs come around.
1: But I don't know. Can you flip a switch? I mean, so far, the Nuggets tried to flip a switch against the Kings and couldn't find it. Right, Like, I mean, literally, like when you sit Jokic uh, out of the offense, he doesn't sit. But when he's not integral to what they're doing and he's not shooting, it changes how you're defended. It just does. And so far, Denver has been able to escape with several victories. You know, from opening night on, man, it's been close. If Jokic hadn't hit a bunch of quad shots, where would the Nuggets be? right like yeah. they they've they've been clutching the last two minutes of games again but that doesn't mean that that's good offense that's not how you want to have that to be able to fall back on if the game's close but you don't want the game to get close because you can't score normally that's bad that's that's bad process when you're when you're talking about process that's that's bad process good result but that doesn't right. mean you should continue to do that
2: yeah, that's a good way of putting a bad process, good result. That's kind of, <laughs> kind of in the theme so far of this uh, of this year, with a few exceptions there. I mean, the Houston, like you want the Houston game is kind of the picture of what you want. Yes. this team to operate. Like, well, and right? like. Then
1: Malone gets what he wants.
2: Yeah, they you played outstanding defense. Jokic was you ran the o- offense through Jokic. He was aggressive. I think yep. some, took something like twenty shots that night. You know, like that's. And and everybody else kind of played off that, and, and it was and,
1: all transition game. It was all right. Uh, turnovers, right. you were causing turnover defense.
2: defense create yeah. offense, right? That's yeah, the game that's... you
1: want to play. But they don't. That's not their game plan against most teams. Their game plan against most teams is slow it down, slow it down some more, slow it down. Yeah, <laughs> then you take right. a shot. You know, hopefully you make it. Um, if not, you play enough defense to keep it close. And uh, in the end of the game, you just pull it out of a hat. And I don't. Right. That's that's not what I want to be seeing from a team that should have a top five offense
2: and you th- and you got to remember too the nuggets have not exactly played I mean they, they've had they've got some quality wins like Houston like we pointed out but they've <coughs> not exactly played like a murderer's row uh here early in the season this is what they needed to do at the beginning yes of the they've, season they've met they really they've done to what to they need to do like right
1: this is this is not doom and gloom the nuggets are you know playing uh, they are winning enough games right now this is okay but this can't continue. This is right. not the kind of offense that you take against the Lakers and hope to win in a best-of-seven. That's not going to yeah. work for you.
2: This this works when you're playing a bunch of middle-of-the-pack middle, middle of the pack teams. You're getting a lot of home games. Um, the Nuggets are just talented, November. man.
1: Like, this is what works when you're like, well, this is a stupid game plan, but Will Barton can score on these guys.
2: Right. And yeah, this exactly. isn't
1: great, but Jamal Murray is hot tonight. And this isn't great, but, you know, Jokic will take it home for me in the final couple of minutes.
2: Exactly, exactly. And that's not going to work in a month like March when you're on the road constantly playing playoff contenders. Well, I mean, the you Nuggets that... are
1: playing, what, 16 games in the next in, in 28 days in December. Right. Um, and a lot of them on the you're going to have to find something. A lot of them are on the road. They've got some road trips. They've got, you know, big-time games um, on national television. Mm-hmm. You, it, you're going to have to get it together. Like, you, you can't keep rolling out there with a C-minus offense and call it the game plan because we win because we're a defensive team per Malone. Right. You know, that's not going to work. And you'd think he he knows that. Like, this can't be how they try to attack. And part of that's got to be Jokic. Like, I don't need him to shoot 20 shots a game, but he can't shoot 10.
2: Right. He's consistently. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to take away from Jokic what he's great at, which is that basketball IQ and the ability to really find – The best opportunity on offense for for points. But at at some point, you do want to see him get better recognition of the fact that him taking a slightly more contested jumper or him forcing the issue is still going, is still the better way to score points and is the best opportunity to score points than maybe getting Paul Millsap an open look from 18 feet. You know what I mean? Like that's. That's where I think Jokic struggles and can, has continued to struggle. I mean, we've seen this every every year of his career, which is like he is so in tune with always wanting to make the perfect play that he's not willing to sometimes accept the less than perfect play that his talent can just triumph over. You well, know, it's,
1: it's this thing where he's in the paint and there's a smaller guy on him and he should just go to the bucket and score until right. they stop him. Like, plan A should be, if there's some tiny person trying to stop me, they can't possibly do that. I'm just going to bully them and score. That's what Milsap does all the time. Yeah. Millsap yeah, is terrific. At at, when they get a skinny guy on him, he just murders them as he takes it right to the hoop. But Jokic doesn't do that. He'll pass out when there's some six seven guy trying to stop him. When right. Marcus Smart is on him. You know like this is come on man you're a foot taller than that guy like
2: yeah exactly uh, and and you've got it's not that like you are to to use a phrase he's not a stiff right like right. he he's incredibly gifted with his back to the basket and with his footwork um and and his ability is touch around the rim so like like you want him to do that you want him to take those shots and like i said i mean it doesn't matter if uh that guy is playing good defense on you because you're you're a f- foot taller than the guy. If you're, eight and inches you're taller an all
1: NBA. Yeah, and, and you're one of
2: the best best basketball players on the planet. It's, like
1: it's this thing. top
2: 10 on the planet.
1: Exactly. And and my problem with it is that teams are starting to bait the Nuggets. They're defending Jokic straight up. Um they are trusting that he's not going to pa- or he's not going to shoot that he'll pass the ball. Right. And they're trying to play the pass. They're trying to play the cut. They're trying to, you know, hedge um, to make sure that they can get hands in passing lanes. Um, and so guys aren't moving because there's nowhere for them to move. And Jokic is like, if you just cut, I'll give you the ball. But there's nowhere to go because yeah. Jokic isn't doing what he needs to do, which is to force the defense to move. And he know- Jokic is too smart for that, too. This is another one of those things where there's a lot of really smart basketball minds on the Nuggets, and I'm not sure why they're not on the same page. It's confusing to me as, as a viewer, as someone who's watching the basketball I I am confused by the fact that Malone is a very smart coach and Jokic is a very smart, you know, facilitator. And you would think that between the two of them, they would have their approach down, but it it feels very disconnected Uh, on the court. It just does. And I'm waiting for them to find that switch, but I don't know. They have so much continuity. the switch should be there. You're not trying to integrate new guys other than Jeremy Grant, who's mostly playing with the bench.
2: Great. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, is is a guy who you don't. I mean, he's he's. It's not like trying to integrate uh, an Allen Iverson or something. You're not to trying like to drop plays up for the play. Yeah. He's not running. Yeah, exactly. For he, you know, he doesn't have the ball just, in his hands. Yeah, he's just a guy who's got to understand how how he he flows within the movement of everything else that that's going on. You're not changing anything, um, for the sake of of Jeremy Grant, and and that I think is the concerning part because at what point do we can we stop like just chalking this up to oh well this is just kind of how Jokic plays. Early in the year, I mean, like it is.
1: I mean, technically, it is how Jokic usually plays early in the year, but I don't know why. Right, right. And that's and, and, that's my concern.
2: Like, I think my... everybody kind of felt like, okay, he was a first-team All-NBA center. He took them within a game of the Western Conference Finals. Everybody should be like, like, kind of like you've been, uh, you know, alluding to. Like, everybody should be on the same page at this point on what we need to do. And and it's the you don't know is it Jokic and Malone not on the same page? Is it Jokic just not on the same page with? You know, what he needs to do. Is like, he injured? It, Is he
1: tired? Is he just, right. you know, what, what's going on? He played a lot of basketball between the playoffs and FIBA. Right. But he didn't play a lot in FIBA. He wasn't really killing himself in FIBA.
2: Yeah. Uh, I so, mean, they he
1: played him off the bench for part of the thing.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I Maybe just I, no, there's not enough to... I
1: don't know. Maybe he came in too heavy. I don't know.
2: Right, there's part of me that just wants to be like, it's gonna be, it's fine. Like, talk to me, talk to me in a month. I'll get, I'll get know.
1: nervous if it's not right by about Christmas, and that's what I've been saying right. all year. But the Nuggets should be ironing it out this month. They have plenty of games, they have plenty of opportunities. They've got bonding time on the road. You know, they've got all the things that that you would need to go ahead, sit down, iron it out, get your game plan going, and get Jokic going, and to that end, to allow Murray to do what he does. Because Murray's been pretty good as a passer this year. He's been pretty good. You know, his shooting percentages haven't been as bad as they were um, normally when he starts. He's another slow starter. Normally, the Nuggets get into trouble early in the year because Jokic isn't fully operational and Murray Murray is cold. Yeah. Murray's cold for two months. Like so, so far that's been good. Murray's defense has been better. His passing intuition has been better. You know that should be helping Denver. And maybe that's why they've been in these games where they're not running a complete offense, but they're getting enough. Uh, but right. it, this is the month where they got to fix it, man. Because after this, I'm gonna start getting real nervous.
2: Yeah, exactly. After this, it's. You're getting close to go time. Um, all right, tell you what, let's let's go ahead, and let's hit the break, and when we come back, we will we'll take a look forward, man. We got the we got the Lakers game tomorrow. It's gonna be exciting, and then the big Boston or not Boston, well, Boston's on it, but the big East Coast road swing. So stick around. We'll be right back.
0: We've all been there. Don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical work. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever.
2: Right, everybody, welcome back into the Pickaxe Podcast. He is Gordon Gross. I am Zach Mikosh. We are with denverstiffs.com. Um, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. I'm at Zach Mikosh. Gordon is at gmoneynugs. We got that first half of the show uh, out of the way. Went through that, that terrible Kings game. It is what it is. We are moving on. We are looking forward to now what is a big, big week. Uh, for the Denver Nuggets, they started off Tuesday. They will have the Los Angeles Lakers at home. The Lakers, of course, number one in the NBA or just in the West. They're definitely number one in the West. Is there anybody? Is yeah, I think the Milwaukee's. Bucks? Yeah, they're tied. Right, they're both seventeen and three. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, they're both seventeen and three. So, um, anyways, obviously, the Lakers are very good. That that that's a huge game. Then after that, the Nuggets will have three more games this week as they head out east. On an East Coast road swing, let's start with that. Um, let's start with that Lakers game. Well, actually, no, you know, let, let me let me dial it back here because I didn't ask you about this yet, yeah, Gordon. Oh, we missed this last week. But so last week, the Nuggets debuted the new city jerseys, the new Skyline Black Skyline jerseys. Are you a fan? Or are you not a fan? They're fine.
1: Like I They're love fine. the rainbow. I do the the black jerseys. Like it's it's okay. Is it almost
2: kind of cliche at this point to, like, have, like, a black jersey? Because I feel like everybody has basically made, like, it's the cool thing to do, right? No
1: offense. Nobody looks tough in an NBA jersey. Okay? So the idea of, like, these are going to have a black jersey. We'll look real manly. Uh, that's fine. Uh, do what you're gonna do, I guess. Um, a Black jersey
2: with a rainbow on it. Yeah. I, hey, man. <laughs> there's
1: some hardcore rainbow addicts out there, don't you? But seriously, no, go, no. it, it's no. it's what it is. I I think it's fine. Like I don't mind the darker color with the rainbow. Um, but I I'm not buying a jersey. So right. I I don't I don't think that you know Denver marketing and it needed me to you know support that those jerseys flew off the shelves.
2: Yeah, exactly. You they're know f- they're doing fine without uh,
1: my without my push. So I'll just say that I am I am mildly in favor of them.
2: You know what, the the thing that bugs me about it because so the Nuggets have done a black jersey with a uh, skyline in their past uh-huh. uh, before. It is way like I think there was one season uh, maybe in the early '80s, right when they were rocking those skylines, and they, there is they did wear a black jersey, a black alternate. Uh, but that those ones had the green collar, and these ones have the white collar, and I I was kind of bummed. That they didn't go with the green collar. They didn't do to the whole stay. flashback, yeah. Right, yeah, to to stay with like the whole the kind of flashback thing. So that that's kind of my um my biggest criticism. I'm not a huge fan of the gold Nike swoosh. I don't know, maybe if just on that white instead would have been. Uh, see, if you did the green collar, then you could have done the Nike swoosh white. I think it would have looked. Um, it would have looked. Uh, see, they can sell you.
1: I mean, come on, people get paid millions of dollars seriously. for this, but you know, seriously.
2: You know, well, you know what it is? The funny part is, though, those yellow Skyline jerseys, alternates, those were definitely um, robbed straight out of the Denver Stiffs comment section. That is
1: very true, actually.
2: <laughs> like, that is fact. Yes. Um, we could go find the receipts if we wanted to. Uh, I'm not going to take that kind of time, though. But, um, so, yeah, like, you, you know, anytime they need some some more consulting, Nike can just hit... They'll, they'll hit oh. us
1: up, and they'll hit up Reddit, and they'll get everything they need.
2: And they'll pay none of us for it.
1: That's correct. <laughs> That's corporate America for you.
2: Um... Yeah, but no, I mean I'm fine with it. Like I said, I, I I think it's a bit cliche. The black jersey, the black alternate jersey, is like a bit cliche at this point, um, because everybody has has done it. Like everybody, um, and and I had heard, so we knew that they were doing something skyline related with these city jerseys. We knew that when they came out with the city jerseys last year, right? Um, and we were told by by a source that that hey you know next year's city jerseys are even doper and like i was wondering well what could it be how could it, you know and, and how could they have already thought of that design this far ahead and, and now it all makes sense of course well they just did the same design they just changed, <laughs> they just changed color. the color yeah but and, and to me it's just like it, it, like i guess it's low-hanging fruit right like look we made a white jersey and now we made it oh, black and it was like oh my god it's so
1: cool like
2: uh
1: Hey, it's if you a, like the white weird. one, we have it in multiple colors. Next time we can <laughs> get a dark blue one; it'll be fun. Yeah.
2: And and that's that's probably what the city jersey is next year. Is it's probably gonna be like red, a navy I, version I, I, of this, I, I, or a red version. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: the Nuggets I haven't got that. a lot of red, but I sort of expect that at some point they keep incorporating this red color, and they're going to do right. a, a red jersey for that.
2: Which would be kind. Of, now that would be kind of cool. They've never done a red jersey before. Exactly.
1: So, so throw this back to me in a, in a year, and and we'll see if I'm right. There you go. All
2: right. <laughs> we will we'll check in with Gordon in 2020 on his city jersey predictions. Let's move on to the game itself. Um, nuggets take on the Lakers here at home. I guess, what is your... Uh, well, let's start with this. How big of a game is this?
1: It's a good measuring stick.
2: I think so as well, yeah. Like, this is one of those let's games,
1: <clears throat> both teams coming off a loss. They're both yep. angry about it. You've yep. got... Um, A lot of great matchups as far as um, superstars, you know, versus other stars. Um, For me, I I love the measuring stick of it. I really... I'm looking forward to seeing if Denver's bench can step up. Because in theory, the, the, the leverage that the Nuggets should always have in a game is that they are so deep. Like they've got right. guys that they have, stashed. especially
2: against a team like the Lakers. Yeah,
1: but they have guys stashed in G League teams that should be on a roster. Like what? they're so deep, and so the bench and it struggles. Whether that's because they're not, you know, they're doing too much hockey shifting, you know, where you're you're pulling all the guys off and they're all coming on cold at the same time. Whatever it is, the Nuggets bench uh, is full of too many talented players to to struggle to hold leads like that, especially against teams with like lighter thinner benches like the lakers so right. that's where you want to make your your time you want to make it so that your starters don't have to play every minute that the lakers starters play and you want your bench to be able to hold its own or increase a lead you know when they're playing guys who should not be as good as them that's what I want to see. Is I, I want to see, I want to see the bench step up this whole month. They're going to need to, but especially against a team like the Lakers, this is this is a good measuring stick for how you intend to proceed the rest of the season. Whether you have to wear your starters out to get wins, whether you can rely on your depth to take some of the pressure off. This is what I want to see.
2: Yeah, maybe that's a maybe that's one of the best things to probably look for in this game. Really, is the bench performance, um, because listen, I mean. The Lakers, they're gonna have. I mean, who do they got coming off the bench? They got they got Kuzma, obviously, who's kind of like their sixth man. Um, with the guy, Alex Caruso, uh, Dwight Howard. You know, I mean, Rondo, John Rondo. There, there's just not a ton of. I think what Jared Dudley. I'm not sure if he's really playing for him though. I think he's just kind of at the end of the bench for him. But um, there's there's not a ton there uh, in that bench unit. The the the. Lakers are probably more so than any team top heavy in that I mean they their starting five is, is quality with the exception of the center position that's the one place they struggle but uh LeBron James, Anthony Davis, um Danny Green and, well I guess they, I guess who they, they who, are they, who are they playing they're playing Caldwell-Pope. All right so LeBron James, he, right? <laughs> Anthony Davis, that's what I'm saying. Danny Green it's such those a, three guys are good.
1: Uh, Kyle Kuzma scoring like, he's right, night, but, like, yeah, I mean, if you it, look Kaukes at their guys, like a man, inefficient offensive if, you, guy. if you look at their guys, I mean, even JaVale, JaVale McGee is just feasting on the fact that, like, everyone has to pay attention to Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Right,
2: yep.
1: Like, that's where he's at. That's where he's making his bones. That's why he's efficient, because all he does is take dunks, like, and putbacks, and, and that's his whole gig. You know, everybody else is very middling. Like, they're being carried by two amazing superstars. Um, mm-hmm. it's pretty much like honestly uh if you were uh watching the heat without Dwayne Wade, you know when it was LeBron yeah. James and it was and Chris uh Chris Bosch yeah, yeah, and, and Chris Bosch, and you've got these two tremendous talents uh mm-hmm. and
2: and you've got some nice players right you got, like like you got some, you like got that, vets, like and
1: you can, guys are guys you can rely on guys who know their roles, guys who can go in, they've seen everything you're gonna do. You know, they've been in the league a long time. Um but, and- to,
2: but I was able to use the phrase, after that though, you've got uh, you got a whole bunch of stiffs, right? Like yeah. that's, that's how they're filling out that's how LeBron's been filling out his rosters for the better part of a decade.
1: Well that's what you have to do when you're making a bajillion dollars. Yeah.
2: Like Yeah, when you're paying when you're paying seventy five percent of your cap to like two guys, you know, that's what are you gonna do? You're gonna have to fill in the rest with all you're gonna have to You get, you get a bunch of vet minimum guys.
1: In. Like you get a bunch yeah. of dudes who know what they're doing, and you get some young players who aren't yet getting paid.
2: Right. Like That's yeah, exactly. where the
1: Nuggets are going to be in a couple of years.
2: Yeah, they're practically already there. They're almost yeah, there mean, because
1: you've got Jokic making you know 25 and, and Jamal and next year is making 27.
2: Yeah, and Gary's going to be making 20, so those, yeah. those three guys right there are going to eat up majority of your cap. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's kind of, though, that, so that's the the, the the weakness, I think, that you see um, in the Lakers, and you saw it in, in the game uh, today against the... Uh, against the Mavericks, right? Anthony Davis puts up twenty-seven. LeBron puts up twenty-five. Uh, Alex Crusoe's is the only other guy who ends up in double figures with ten. Like, and, and and they get nothing out of anybody else. You know, Kuzma goes one for eight. There's there's just not there's no punch off that bench. If if a guy like Kyle Kuzma isn't hitting his shots, no guaranteed then, punch.
1: They, they yeah. the Lakers are down to this thing where you roll the dice every time. Their bench gets on the court, right? Um, and right. so they try to keep those dice rolls short. They don't. It's like
2: they've, they've got. To, I haven't watched a ton of Lakers, but I can't imagine that they're playing very many minutes without either Anthony Davis or LeBron James. Right, and like that those guys be down are down like, like thirty-five minutes,
1: minutes a minutes. game already. Yeah, like right. so. you know, they're they're gonna they're pulling a lot of minutes. And the the question for the Lakers has always been, what happens when Anthony Davis misses his fifteen games a year that he always misses? Yeah, you know what happens when you have to load manage LeBron James, so he's not pulling forty minutes a game uh, to make up the difference.
2: Right to drag a team. Yeah. So, up, up but so they're the they're doing
1: the same thing the Nuggets are doing is banking or wins early, so you can play with it later and you can figure out what you're doing. Um, but really for the Lakers, the Nuggets against the Lakers, you're looking to see how you have an advantage. You don't have an advantage on Anthony Davis. You don't have an advantage on LeBron James. Okay. Boom. No.
2: Yeah. And and here's the thing is is this is the first time because we saw with Houston, Houston's another team that they've got two, uh, and even the, in the Nugget, maybe K, Nuggets case three players, but they've got two guys who who typically really kill you and and you don't match up necessarily well against. But they were able to beat James Harden by by game planning him specifically. You can't necessarily game plan specifically LeBron James because you're going to get killed by Anthony Davis, right? Like, right. Yeah. So that I'm I'm really curious because this. These guys, the the Lakers have two guys who are two of the best players in the world, and also play a position and a style that the Nuggets don't really match up well against. Like big, big, powerful small forwards like LeBron James. The Nuggets have Will Barton. That's not a good matchup for them. Um, the uh, the the big athletic. Uh, powerful big man. That that's something that we've seen Jokic, you know, struggle with. I mean, he struggles with Rashawn Holmes at yes. times against Sacramento. So um, I'm really interested to see how they how they approach this defensively. I mean, do you do you put Gary Harris on LeBron James?
1: Um, I don't think Gary's big enough, honestly. Right, like y- you don't. Uh, you can no, try I agree. Jeremy yeah, Grant, but he's not a really great on-ball defender. Right. Um, mostly, I would put Jeremy Grant on Kuzma, just so the length bothers him.
2: Yeah, that's not bad, and that that's a little bit that's a little bit easier assignment. I mean that that's the problem. I mean the Nuggets do not have anybody you you make it you put him on Millsap. You hope Millsap can slow him down. Yeah, and so what? Because you try to funnel him into the
1: middle, and you try to make him take mid range shots. That's what you're gonna do.
2: Well, so then you let Jokic defend Anthony Davis, basically. Yeah, that's, that's rough because even because then you still have Javale McGee who, like, yeah, he's not a defensive threat, but you are an offensive threat. But you can't put Will Barton on Javale McGee. Well, so, they
1: they may they may wind up putting, um, Jeremy Grant in starting minutes with wherever Javale McGee is. Right. They may they may just try to get longer. Like honestly, you might even put in um, really somebody like Michael Porter Jr., who's at least six eleven. Yeah. You know, and, and can, can get at least, out there yeah, and match size wise.
2: Yikes. Michael Porter Jr. and LeBron. Yeah, James and then, is and then you went. You
1: well, you're, you're not putting him on LeBron, hopefully, but you're trying to, <laughs> right. you know. You can put get, him on JaVale. Yeah, you know. yeah. You put him on JaVale just to stop oops and, you know, right. get you some rebounding. Box out. Yeah. yeah, get you some rebounding against a really big front court. Um, and then you're hoping that somebody like Will Barton can go ahead and go off when mashed up, not against starters. I mean. Yeah. But it depends if you want to change what you do. Um, a lot of a lot of people don't want to do that. They want to say, "We, well, this is what we do. We are who we are." Uh, I don't know that you want to be small against the Lakers' big, you know.
2: Well, and the thing is, is 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 when they're playing a Javale McGee or a Dwight Howard, like you have a distinct advantage at the center position. Like those, those are guys that you should expect Nikola Jokic um to abuse. to be able to handle. Yeah, to abuse quite often, early and often, and and I wonder if this isn't a game that you maybe go away from, you really try and go away from um, what you've been doing this year and you've had success this year and go to... Something you've had success in the past, but it hasn't necessarily been your M.O., which is like, let's win this game 135 to 130, and let's let Jokic get a 30-point triple-double, and Anthony Davis and LeBron James can score 30 points a game each, but we're just going to go up and down the court all night long and 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 just try and outscore them.
1: Really, is that you let them both go off for 30-35 points, and you just shut everybody else down. Right. Right.
2: I think I think it's the only way you can because I don't I don't I don't know that there's anybody. I mean Davis, you can do a little bit of work on. You've got Mason Plumlee, you've got Jeremy Grant, you've got uh, Paul Millsap, you've got a lot of defenders in the in your power forward position, power forward center spot where you can. Um, you can you can at least throw some things at him. LeBron James like like I mean like you know I'm saying there there's just they got nothing they got nothing to go against that guy. So I I think I mean I think I'm right there with you. And it, like this is yeah let's let them let those two guys go off. Try to make sure Danny Green you know doesn't hit like five threes on you or something like that. Make sure Kyle Kuzma isn't killing you off the bench and, and like just try and outscore him. Right. You know, that that's really I think the the only way the Nuggets are going to be able to beat the Lakers.
1: Nope, I'm with you. All right. Well, let's
2: um let's take a little quick look then forward past the Lakers game. There are three other games this week. We're gonna get closer up on time here, so we're not gonna dive into them individually. But the Nuggets, well, uh, they'll do the the two games in New York against the uh, Knicks and the Nets. In between that, they'll sandwich a quick uh, train ride up to Boston. Play the Celtics. That'll be on national TV. Uh, is the Boston the game that it seems like that one's clearly the one you're most concerned with, right? Yeah, this week because you got Philly next week, right? We'll talk yeah, about yeah, yeah Philly's
1: Philly's not this week, so this week it would be the Boston game. Um, just because oh, it's the best team. Like I don't. Right, know.
2: they're they're more talented. Because yeah, yeah. Kyrie's out right now for Brooklyn, so they're.
1: Right, yeah. Brooklyn's Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's in hurting. a bit of a in a bit of a bind. Um, but really for the Nuggets. Uh, they also match up well against Brooklyn Oh, uh, against, um, yeah. uh, they match up well against both Brooklyn and against, um, Boston.
2: Yeah. Cause Boston, they kind of plays small out there on the perimeter with some combo guys like, you know, Tatum and Brown. I mean, they're not small. They're actually, they're pretty big for shooting guards, but right. they're basically playing, you know, Two six seven guys and then Kimba, so they're not they're not huge. No, um, it'd be playing. Like, it's pretty
1: like play much like Blizzard. playing a couple of Will Barton sized guys. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Like Will Barton can go up against Jason Tatum all day long. That's that's a matchup that you're you're not necessarily saying this is a good matchup for Denver, but it's not one that you're like looking at and like. there's I'm, no I'm way not we afraid can of
1: Jason Tatum demolishing right. Will Barton. Right. Like it, it, I'm not like Will Barton. Will Barton can hold his own against Jason Tatum. I know that Boston fans think that Jason Tatum is some sort of reincarnation he's of amazing uh, every every great like Boston legend you know he's a player he's fine I, I'm fine with Will Barton going up against him for 30 minutes in this game that's fine
2: yeah yeah I'm with you and then Boston same same problem that the Lakers have uh, they got nobody there at center to stop or or slow they, down They're not uh, going to slow Nikola anywhere.
1: Jokic if Nikola yeah. Jokic wants to go get his. This yeah, is what I'm looking recommend. forward to seeing this week. There's a lot of matchups where you're like, who's stopping Jokic? Yeah. And the answer is Jokic. Like, Jokic is stopping Jokic. So if if he's going to continue to only shoot a few, hand, uh, few shots a game, you know, 8, 10, 12 shots, then that's a problem. Because this is the sort of week where he should get in there and be putting up buckets.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's got uh, New York. I mean, Mitchell Robinson's pretty good, so that 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 could be. It's. It, I'm. I'm intrigued, I guess, but to see how Jokic handles that matchup. But I mean, Boston, like we said, nobody. I mean, Brooklyn, Jared Allen, again, solid, but I mean, n- not otherworldly. And they're starting DeAndre Jordan, which is. I I
1: want to go roll back and find out, like you know, Jokic's stats against people like DeAndre Jordan. You know, right. they're huge. He doesn't care. Um. So I want him to not care and go out there and score. Because yeah. this is the sort of week where there's no one there to really take advantage of you. You've got JaVale. JaVale's got length. You know, you've got Mitch Robinson. You've got... Um...
2: Enos Cantor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and to, to be fair, weirdly, Enos Cantor can give him some trouble.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, in the playoffs, he, Kanter... Uh, I mean, he obviously didn't stop Jokic, but he, he there, were, there were a couple games there where he was... Uh, he held his own, right? I guess you could say. And,
1: he, well, it's, and, it's and he, he'll
2: give a Jokic Europe trouble because he'll make Jokic he makes Jokic work on defense, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Ennis is an offensive guy, and he he, he gets rebounds. Like right. Ennis, he's a are, banger. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's just what he does. He's annoying. That's, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> his his claim to fame is being annoying. Um, and so, in that sense, he is annoying when when the Nuggets play him. But hey, there's whatever it
2: freaking takes, right?
1: Right. No seriously. you do whatever you gotta do on the court, um, more often apparently in Enos' case.
2: But whatever you got to do on social media. Yeah, to yeah, clout, to complain son. about some stuff.
1: <laughs> but seriously, this is this is a sort of of series this this week where you're looking to see the guard play should match up pretty evenly, you right. know, even be in favor of Denver. if you're counting Barton as a guard, you know, right. you've got you've got Barton, Harris, and Murray. Who who's matching that on any of these games?
2: Yeah, Boston. I mean, and to a, to a bit with Kimba. Boston with Kimba has that
1: shot, exactly. Yeah. So other than that, you're doing pretty well. Other than
2: well. that, nobody. I mean, the the backcourts are abysmal across the board. Lost, the Lakers, their backcourt abysmal. The the Knicks. I mean, and Neal, they could give him some trouble. Neal Keen is a, a decent defender. Um, well, I mean, but, <laughs> so uh,
1: you can you can be a – Rajon Rondo can be a, a decent defender sometimes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It depends fair on the fair game, fair really. Sometimes he's awful, right. and sometimes he was up to his reputation.
2: Right. Brooklyn, nobody, especially with Kyrie out. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's um, – it's, it's a game where – it's a week where, yeah, you, you're you kind of – you're really worried about those, those big wings. I mean, well, really, you're not worried about the Knicks or the Nets at all. You shouldn't be. And so right, this is a game be, you where you look at it,
1: you know, your their big wings match up fine with your big Ooh, wings. Your guard take should back. take most people's guards. Your bench is deeper than anybody else's bench you're seeing this week.
2: I'm extremely, extremely nervous about that broken game now. I take it back. Um, here's the deal. The Nuggets will come in to, to play the Knicks and then immediately have to leave and go play Boston the next day, right? On Friday. Right. Then they'll be back from Boston into New York on Saturday. Uh oh, play Saturday a game nightlife. on Saturday at all? Yep. they have the Saturday night in New York, and it's a one p.m. tip off. Yep. on Sunday. Okay,
1: I feel you. That Knicks game is going to be a pain. <laughs> right. Well, that's the Nets game. Yeah, the Knicks game. Yeah. Is the, no, the, yeah, the, the Nets way. game is going to be one of those. How do you play with a hangover? Exactly. That's y- uh, like symptoms. How many guys going to have fluid like symptoms? <laughs> that's
2: right. All right, we'll close it out with this then, Gordon. With that in mind. Um, let's do what we always do every week. Give me your predictions. Uh, Gordon was right last week; he pegged the Nuggets at one and one. I was optimistic that they'd be two and zero last week, so kudos to Gordon. He wins the last week. But what do you got this week for the Nuggets' record?
1: I'll take three and one.
2: Three and one. That man is.
1: I like it. I, like I don't. It. What, I, what do you think? Is
2: is the one Los Angeles or is it one of these road games?
1: It's probably gonna be the Knicks. I mean, just, <laughs> just to piss me off because there's no reason at all to lose that right. game. But then they pick yeah, up I anyway. Could
2: I could see it. That would that would make sense. <laughs> Sandwiched right between the Celtics and the Lakers.
1: Hey, trap game, um, right? So there you go,
2: trap game. I'm gonna go two and two because I think I man, I I, I don't know. I I'm I'm very nervous it. about this Lakers game. Well, the Nuggets usually um,
1: suck on the East Coast too. This is one of the yeah. nicest East Coast trips they've had in a minute. Where the schedulers didn't give them, like, Toronto, Miami, Atlanta, <laughs> or whatever. Indianapolis. Yeah, absolutely. seriously. They were exactly. like, oh, you're going to stay in the same zip code, basically, for a week. Have a good time. Right. And that's good. Like, I appreciate that. That's that's a nice scheduling perk. We very rarely get these. The East Coast teams get them all the time. So it's nice to to see the Nuggets finally get one of these. You can take a train to all of your destinations on the East Coast. Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can even take days. a train to Philly out of yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah no, you, not, you should. You better
1: either. take a train to Philly. Yeah. Like, it's it's cheap. It's easy. You don't do anything. Uh, these are the sorts of road trips that you should make money on because, yes, it's an East Coast road swing, but you're not traveling the whole time. Right, you're not jumping right. three time zones. You know? You're not traveling 2,000 miles up and down the East Coast.
2: Right, you, you've you got a back-to-back, but it's like the easiest back. You could even go back to the hotel on Thursday night against the Knicks. Take a nap, uh, yeah. And then and then wake up in the morning and hop the train over to Boston like that. You, you could do it that way. They probably won't. They'll probably take the train late late night. But, right.
1: Um, but even you, so, you could. You do. And so yeah. those are those things where you, you look at it, and this is not the sort of East Coast swing that I would expect them to have dropped those stupid games on. You know, the games yeah. where you're just tired and annoyed and it's the fifth game of a five-game East Coast road trip that started in Indianapolis, you know, and wound up in Miami nightlife. I, I get those those weird schedule losses, but this should not be a schedule loss. So I expect the Nuggets to come out swinging, especially after being embarrassed in Sacramento. I like
2: it. I like it. I think uh, New York Nightlife wins on on Saturday. I I, I can see it. (laughs) drop that game against the Nets. I can
1: see it. New York Nightlife is especially, uh, you know, you're close enough to Canada, you know, for some boys to come down and hang out with Jamal Murray, so. There
2: you go. That's right. That's right. His boys up there in Kitchener. Um, I don't know how close Kitchener is to to New York. My Canadian geography is not good, but... uh, it's close to
1: Toronto, right? Yeah. Kitchener's a suburb of Toronto. Toronto's across yeah. the border. Like, it's three yeah, hours from north Buffalo, or whatever. from yeah, so...
2: Yeah, exactly. All right. Cool. Well that's uh there you go. That's that's a nice little factoid to end it with there, a little Canadian geography for you. We guys. don't
1: know Canadian geography. We're Americans. <laughs> We're
2: Americans. We don't know any geography except for our own. And even then it's a little shaky. Um, we well, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. I'm at Zach Mikosh Gordon is at G Money Nuggs, at Pickaxe Podcast, at Denver Stiss, at SP Nation. We try to make it very simple for you guys. Gordon's the only one who's gotta be a little complicated with his name. Um,
1: I'm a rebel. Oh,
2: that's right. That's right. All uh, over on Instagram at the Denver Stiffs. Make sure you guys are subscribing to the YouTube channel and subscribe to the Denver Stiffs podcast channel wherever you get your podcasts. You guys will get the Pickaxe podcast every Monday, Nuggets numbers every Tuesday, The Dig every Wednesday, and then the Denver Stiffs show usually on a Friday or a Saturday, just kind of depending. We like to record that one right after a game. Uh, so it just kind of depends on how the schedule goes this week. Uh, who knows we could do it we could do a friday or saturday since they got games on thursday and friday so um but if you guys are subscribed to the podcast channel then you get all of those in your feed as they are released which is i think really cool uh really good way to get a lot of different perspectives on the nuggets all in one spot so make sure you're checking it out all right mr gordon i appreciate you as always sir
1: nope it's been a good time hopefully uh my record's right and yours is wrong but you know we'll see there what we get go.
2: There we go. Fingers crossed. Um, All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.